right, UFC lightweight prospect, comma, worthy. What's going on, comma? Man, we just spoke a few months back. Nothing actually happened, but now you do have a fight coming up, and it must feel good for you. Yeah, man, I'm just, I'm itching. Like, it feels, I haven't felt this fight camp just let, like, I got right to this point at the last fight, and I think it ended right before this all happened, right before this time, so, like, my body's starting to, like, tingle a little bit. Like, I'm starting to, like, get a little jittery. I like the feeling a little irritated. So, it's really close. We're right there. All right. Before we get into the fight coming up, I wanted to go back to that whole experience of UFC 249. You know, you kind of knew that it was going to be canceled. And then you had some opponent changes throughout that time. Just explain how yeah. hectic that period of uh, uncertainty was. Yeah, man, the biggest thing with me was I just really wanted to fight because I haven't fought since August of last year. And, I and like, I'm normally the type of guy I fight at least, like, two or, like, three or four times a year. That's how much I like to fight. And I just, and I just, I just really wanted that. I really wanted to fight. So when they, they told me they were going to switch my opponents up, I was like, okay, whatever. I don't care. I'm like, that's cool. I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll take that. I went from a short, stocky orthlox to a, Fast, lanky southpaw, and I was like, "Fuck it, I don't care. Fine, I'll just do it. I just didn't care. I'm like, I'm gonna take the fight. I'm like, I'm ready to fight, and I want to fight. And then, like, it was like, okay, you might need a passport. You might need this. I'm like, okay, I'm trying to do all this stuff, and then the fight just gets canceled. I think I was like, I just cut down to being like, because I was at that time, the whole COVID nineteen thing, no one knew exactly like what it did to your immune system when you're cutting weight. So my coach had me cutting weight like early, so I was like six pounds over. I was down already being like six pounds over. Then they're like, oh, fuck's not happening. I'm like, oh, y'all got to shit me. It was rough, rough times. So you had to go to the buffet right away, right? Because you're just like, man, I got to eat. So this is my thing, right? I don't feel like I deserve it unless I did something. Mm. So I did, and then I... I felt like a fucking slob. So I'm like, well, I didn't, I did all this and didn't get, I didn't like, even if I would have got my ass kicked, it would at least I would have had gotten something from it, like an experience, something, a lesson learned or something. I didn't get anything. Like it was, a, it was more frustrating. I didn't even want to eat. I was just mad, like really just upset. I'm like, really, I felt let, let, let down, they say. How long did it take for you to kind of get over that frustration and, and just focus on what's next? So it, it, my big thing was I had planned to switch and, and, and move my gym after my fight. That was my plan. So I didn't fight. So I didn't make money. So I didn't like get the money to get the movers and all that. But I still had to move the gym. So I did all the stuff. Me and my, my couple, a couple of guys from my gym, people helped me out. Remember, this was like at the start of COVID-19. So a lot of people didn't want to go out. People were like really uncertain. So it was weird. So I had to move my gym, switch that all up. So then I got, a, I, they gave me a call to fight. Drew Dober on uh, in June, and it was like on two weeks' notice, and I hadn't trained in like almost three weeks, and like I I, I hadn't hit pads in forever, and I was like I couldn't take a fight. I'm like I'm not I'm not even in in fight shape at all. Um, so that so that kind of like frustrated me as well because I was like I can't I couldn't I just couldn't get back to training because I had to move my gym before I actually got back. Oh, I I can't see, but. It's too dark. My girls just came in the bedroom, just turned on lights off. <laughs> uh, no, so 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 it it kind of sucked. Like I I was just like couldn't train, couldn't do anything, and then I had to wait. And then once the gym got all finalized, they're like, okay, I want to fight now. I'm like let's fucking go. And then I had to like 
wait more time until I had to fight again. But it's 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 all worked out. I mean, I, we, I just I just started teaching classes as of today. I had the first class. I taught the first kids class and uh, boxing class. I actually taught it myself, but I'm like, I got really nothing else to be doing. I'm, I'm tempering off of my camp. I just did a little sparring afterwards and stuff. So, um, so it felt good to just kind of get back to normal and stuff. Man, yeah. Michael Johnson and then Drew Dober. Those are some serious names right there that could have catapulted you. Yeah, they, they, they're just like, yo, fuck this. This dude took out, he took out Devontae. Like, hey, how about you fight this dude? I'm like, like the, the, like the biggest thing with the, with the Drew Dober fight was, I'm like, Dude, Drew Dobbers and Michael, they've been fighting the UFC forever. I was I was willing to take the Michael Johnson fight. I just really wanted to fight. The Drew Dober fight, I wasn't in shape. If I would have been in shape, I would have probably asked my manager to ask for a little bit more money. Because those guys are making serious fucking dough. Like, like they're making good money. And I'm like, you know, my second fight, I'm going to make like 14-14. Like, dude, that's not just a fight you just take just to take the fight to get a fight. I'm like, that's not, unless you lose and do this and that, it's not really that much money you're making. I'm like, you know, you're, you're walking around like 10 grand, like, it's not really it's not really worth it. Like I want to try I would rather like I mean, even with this fight I'm getting now, this isn't a walkover fight. This guy has six UFC fights, but he he's still a younger guy in the fight game, you know what I mean? But I mean if I'm gonna be fighting somebody, the Jew Dober fight, like I said, that one not Jew Dober, like I think he's ranked in now, right? He's ranked top fifteen now, right? So like that that would have been I don't I don't I I, I, I was thinking yes at first. But I think my coach would have been like, fuck no, nah, dog, we ain't getting paid for that. <laughs> like, no. I don't think my coach would have liked that at all. But especially since I hadn't trained. Like, as soon as I suggested to him I wasn't training, he was like, nah. He was like, you can't, we're not fighting that guy just on a two weeks notice. Like, like that's not the type of fight you take like that. So it would be a fun fight, though. He's, a, he's an awesome, awesome striker. So that'd be a fun fight. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's always something that's possible in the future. Down the line. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here now, shit. When the when the check looks right. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm like, I, I keep telling people, I'll fight Francis and Gano's big ass if the check is right. I'm like, I ain't scared of him. <laughs> now, uh, you being a gym owner, man, that's a extra set of responsibilities. COVID-19 hit, you had to close it down. And then all of a sudden, you know, the political, I guess, atmosphere in the U.S., you know, in society and, and with everything that's going on, the looting started. Did that actually affect your gym at all? It, I, nothing really affect the, the, like, the, like, there's a couple of studies going on in Pittsburgh, but nothing really majorly at my gym or anything. Um, the, the, as for COVID-19, yeah, like, I haven't been able to be open. I haven't been open for three months. and But, you know, I, I was joking around with my buddies the other day. I was like, People's hate for racism killed COVID nineteen. Because motherfuckers is out protesting in in the groups and like fuck it. Like people are super afraid of COVID nineteen, then they're just out protesting. So I'm like, you know what, man, fuck it. More power. I, I like it. It all it almost shows you how the news does dictate what people believe to the fullest because like you said, the protests did kind of kill COVID-19 because nobody cares about it yeah, anymore. Everybody's outside, hanging out, having it, fun, and protesting at it, the same it, time. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, people are protesting. People are back to normal. I mean, like, it's like, people, some people are still doing it, but, like, I saw, like, a clip in, was it Paris? There's, like, tens of thousands of people. They, mm -hmm. they ain't getting fucking people. Like, what about fuck COVID-19? Fuck racism. I'm like, <laughs> well, hell, this is a good day in human history, right? Where, like... Yeah. The, the the hate of racism children like a dangerous people people are okay with catching COVID nineteen because they want to tell people they don't like racism like that's a step for mankind like that's a good thing. 
like so but in the same sense like you said it's like so like things are kind of getting back to normal i mean new, new zealand new zealand really opened back up and they started actually having events like soccer games with people and stuff so i think things are getting back to normal and i think with the the, the situation with the riots people just had like you, people were just pinned up they were in their house and they just hit a point and they were just like fuck control we're not we're not going with any type of control at all no one's going to tell us that we can't do this and here we are. Yeah, yeah. Well, it seems like it's calmed down now somewhat. So hopefully we could keep it peaceful and uh, and yeah. work from there, man. Because I feel like this started something that can change a lot, you know, in the U.S. and even around the world. That's the big thing. It's 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 like a it's a it's a common sense thing. Like if you watch that that video, and if you're just trying to make some type of excuse, and it's like. And I'm like, yo, it's like if you're if you watch that and you're okay, you're not human. Like that's just that's just how my perspective is. And I think as as the human race, it's a worldwide thing. I mean, it is a race thing, but it's mostly just a human race being people are just like, Doug, that something's gotta fucking give. Like you can't be okay with this. And it's it's weird because a lot of like I had a couple of uh, a couple of people like just a couple of my white friends hit me up and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, dude, you don't have to apologize to me. <laughs> Cause like it's a lot of they just like it's weird because they I'm like, maybe they just they just don't understand what it means to be a minority in America. And it's it's just different. Like it's I mean, I'm not I don't I'm not I'm not blaming them, but the system does benefit them in in this in a certain kind of way. And that's just the way it is. I'm not saying I want to hand on or anything else with that, but I'm also not acting like it's the truth because it because it is the truth, <laughs> like it, it is, it is the way it is. Like it's just how it happens. So I think this is just opening up a lot of people's eyes. You know what I mean? Like, like I, like, like until like the late '90s, like you know, when it comes to like women's rights, like women would get raped and go to the police officers, and the first thing they'd say is be like, "Oh, well, what did you do? Or, or what did you do to entice her?" You know what I mean? Like it, it wasn't really that big of a deal until it, they really started to like make it a deal. And even with the like the um. The uh, Me Too movement it made it even more like you know like the things that aren't okay in the in the work office or shit like that. Like my one of my favorite shows now is uh uh Black was it Black Friday I think it is. Wait on Don Chiedi Black Monday Don Chiedi's like plays like a um, a black guy on Wall Street in the eighties. It's freaking ridiculous, but it just and then the, the stuff that they say in the office and then like the women start to, like take over the office and like like the things that became no longer okay to say. And if you're like not used to it, it's like, oh shit, like, we can't do that. And I think that's what's happening now. People are getting to the point where like, oh, you know, that's not cool. Oh, that's not right. Like you can't say that. Like you can't say this. I mean, so it's and it's kind of just opening people's eyes up to like what what's like like not cool. I mean, like you'll watch even as me, like, you know, you'll watch Rocky, like Rocky Two. When he, or Rocky Three or whatever, when he goes out into the black gym, he goes, they're playing that jungle music or some shit. I'm like, yo, I would have kicked Paulie's ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but like back then, that was okay. And it wasn't considered disrespectful. But that shit happens now. Paulie's gonna be walking out with a black eye, and they they all jumping them all. So it's 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 a different world as times progress and stuff. And I think this time in history will be looked back on and like like it'll be a it'll be, it'll be a good time for the human race and especially for minorities in America. It's 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 a time of being aware. I think that's that's the most important thing. It's like be aware of your surroundings, be aware of uh, who you are and who you're gonna become, and and who you want to become. You know, what I mean, in this world, it's just it's all about that. And man, we could talk about this for like six hours straight. Oh, we talk, for real, we talk about it. I'm like, 
Stipe made a good point, and he's like, oh, you know you're going to lose a lot of your fans. And he goes, I just want to make sure the world is right for my daughter. I have a, I have a little baby girl. I'm like, yeah, like that's the things that's going through my head. It's like, what type of world am I going to leave? I, I, like you said, I think it's I, and, and even it even goes beyond that. I think it goes beyond that. I think this will also like get a play into like like just like global warming and everything because people are starting to understand the effects that humans have with the things that we just shove to the side and don't pay attention to. And eventually it's going to catch up to you. And that video was racism catching up to America. Like, here, you can't hide anymore. This is blatantly in your face. And I think this is, like you said, it's going to make people be a lot more aware of things they're doing and, like, the decisions that they make and the, the consequences that come with them. So, yeah, we can talk about this forever. We'll be here like, oh, damn, four <laughs> hours later. <laughs> I'll talk about this all day. <laughs> yeah. but it is we, a big we might have to do a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, man. Um, yeah, man. I'm glad that uh, it hasn't re- it hasn't affected your business, man. Because I feel like because of the COVID and shutting it everything down financially, it, it hit you hard, man. And especially if that happened, and then you got hit by the looters and destroyed your yeah. property, man. It's just you know double double impact right there. You know what I mean? And and I'm glad that you you swayed away from that, and that didn't happen to you. Now going yeah, to your <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to your opponent, man. Uh, we can talk about it all night. Uh, uh, like your opponent, man, uh, Luis Pena, a, a tall guy, man, 6'3". Have you fought anybody, competed against anybody that big, that tall? I fought, I fought some guys. I fought one guy who was 6'4". I fought another guy that was 6'2". So I, I fought some longer guys. I have some I have some training partners. I have two or three training partners, one 6'4", one 6'2". And then um, one of my couple, my main training partner, John Diaz, he he's a uh, like five eleven, but he has like a sixty seven inch reach and stuff, or seventy seven inch reach and stuff. So I, I I get some work with pretty long guys and stuff. So I'm, I mean I'm, I think it's gonna be a really really interesting fight. Do you do you see his fights and think, man, he has an awkward style? He does and he doesn't. I'm not gonna give it away. He does, and he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 like. Sometimes predict, like, being unpredictable can be predictable. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. Johnny Depp saying Pirates of the Caribbean. He's like, it's the, <laughs> it, it's the honest people you have to worry about because you can count on someone to be dishonest because they're dishonest. But the honest people you got to watch when they're, when they're gonna become mm-hmm. dishonest. Like, that's my how I approach fighting them. Like, if you're always unpredictable, then. I know what you're going to do because you're going to be unpredictable. It's the people that are predictable that you have to worry because they'll become unpredictable at the same time. So that's my thing, practicality, basic things. And then when I need to put something else in there, I'll put something else in there. So I get his style. It's nice. It's really unique. It is. It's different, but it's it's also simple at the same time that I can figure it out. Now, with with yourself going through UFC 249 and then, you know, these fights coming up and you had to turn it down. And now you have this fight, which is actually on short notice, you know, what right. is it, two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. What is the mentality? Has, has this COVID-19 period pandemic kind of changed anything with your mental focus moving on with fighting? No, man, my, my focus is, um, my girl's going to hate this is fuck bitches get money, man. Like that's what, <laughs> like, like, yeah, I'm coming to I'm coming to fucking wreck shit. Like I, that's always been my approach to fighting. So it's like, like I'm like I'm I turn on J Rock and it says win, 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 win. It's like fuck everything else. Like that's all my brain is thinking about right now. So that's all I can focus on. Like once I signed the contract and they gave me a date, like I was kind of worried because I was I was feeling kind of weird. And then like this week, my whole everything just. 
snapped and like I'm in like a tunnel vision and it's weird. So it's right back to where it's supposed to be. So it feels good. Heading into this fight against Pena, are you expecting to, you know, get the same result as your debut, a, a, a flashy knockout in the first round? Is Because I know we've talked about this before. It's like, I'm not chasing the knockout. It just happens. So. I don't. Like, I tell people all the time, like, I don't try to get knockouts. Like, I don't. Like, I, I don't go, like, I'm going to knock this guy. I never do. And then like, when I don't try to, that's when I get knockouts. So I just go in the fight. I, like, I can see it going three rounds because we both have a very different least style. It's like, depending on who wants to do what first. So, I mean, he, he might, he, he, I can, he's a good grapper, so he might come out and try to grapple me a lot. He's been down on American Top Team. They're smart coaches. They might tell him to try to grapple me, tire me out, and then punch. Uh, like he might come out and try to do some crazy stuff. I might get him caught. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, there's multiple different ways, but I'm just preparing for all of them. I'm prepared to go 15 minutes straight if I need to, like balls to walls, or I can go in there and, like, get the fight over in 10 seconds. I would prefer that to think, like, yeah, fight Allen, bitch. Yeah, fight, fight. <laughs> you know, like, however, however it works out, I'm ready to go. Oh, so you're ready to call out Fight Island. You're just like, just yeah, I'm just anybody. I'm, I'm like, this, it can only be, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking Kong, and that's called Island. There can only be one team. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm like, I'm like I want to get to Fight Island, and I want to smash somebody, like, really soon. So my plan is, is if everything turns out good, my body's healthy and stuff after this fight, I would like to fight in July on Fight Island. Like, I'm going like, to get to my manager and be like, yo, let's get a fight on Fight Island. And fight. Like, Fuck it. We'll fight whoever. We'll like. We'll make catch weight. Whatever. We'll meet whatever. Just let me get a fight. I want to fight there. Yeah, it's, like, it's it fucking Abu Dhabi. Like, yeah, yeah like, <laughs> it's free vacation. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, if it's a time to do that, it's it's the best time now because you see guys making these two week, three week turnarounds. Yeah, I. I mean, like, and I, and that's my thing. I mean, I mean, of course, I want to still be calculated and smart about it because this is my career, but. I don't want to sit around because like all the fights are happening on like two weeks notice and stuff. So I don't want to have to stay in shape for another three months after this just to get another fight. I'd rather do it fast and then take like four months off and try to get a fight at the end of the year. Now with uh, Pena, when you look at him, he's moved around a lot. You know, he was at AKA. Now he's at American Top Team. I think he was in New Jersey for a while. When you have that kind of dynamic of, training right where you're switching and everybody's different all the time compared to you where you've been working with your coach and you've stuck with your coach and you've had your same training partners do you feel like that is the best way to go instead of just hopping around is there advantages to that um there's there's advantages and there's disadvantages to, to both sides like i don't know why he moved around like me personally like i like to get a style of fighting with a certain style of coaches stick with it and add things on take things away like like you know what i mean like built like like i like to go into battle when i fight with people that i think will die for me if they have to you know what i mean like and like again like i don't i don't i don't know why he moves so maybe maybe he had to move for some reason you know what i mean but if he just wants to jump around a different gym like that's my that, that's just how he approaches it but um yeah i mean like getting new getting new getting new fighters getting new uh training partners and stuff that's not that I get new training partners around here all the time. Like I get, I just get new guys, new guys, and like, but like as in teammates and stuff and coaches getting used to patterns and stuff. That's that takes about a year. To me, I think it takes about a year and a half to get used to patterns. Like my me and my my head kickboxing coach, it took us like two and a half years to get our patterns down. And now when we hit pads, it's it's awkward and it's weird and the timing's off. It looks like we're fucking shit up. We're doing it exactly the way we want to, but it took us forever to get to that point. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like Mayweather and his his uncle. You know what I mean? Like that type of 
that type of like connection that you have with your with your coaches it's 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 physical it's almost spiritual to a certain degree like that's the type of thing way that I like to approach it so like I'm like that now with my boxing coach I'm like that now with my head boxing coach and my 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 head coach my MMA coach he's actually been training me since I first started training and actually he started coming back and training as of last year and we've gotten to that point now as well so I mean like like it to each their own. I know how I like to approach it. I like to like stick to things and then have coaches that also bring people in. Like I brought in Duke Rufus to do a seminar. You know what I mean? Like I bring like I have like I'm in Pittsburgh, so there's D1 wrestlers out the ass. So there's like a, yeah. a D1 wrestler walking around every fucking corner who's a black girl. <laughs> I, I go up to like other students in my place, the Matt Factory. I go up there and they're like a whole they a whole bunch of good wrestlers. They have. Um, world champion jiu-jitsu guys um chris dempsey um chris dempsey i train with him on a regular basis he works with me and stuff and so it's i'm constantly grabbing information from all different kinds of places and then i have my basic fundamentals who my coaches like we have to have a connection they have to know me and they can't just be coaching me they have to understand the process and the philosophy of why there are certain things work for me and what works for me and stuff like that so and that's why I like this. Like, no matter what, like, even if I went and like, I had, I had to like get people from other camps or I had to go to a different camp, I would still bring some of my coaches with me, like one or two of my coaches with me so they can see, watch it and then implement it properly into my game plan. I mean, that's what, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, what's his, uh, I will yeah, fuck Tyron Whitley. That's what he does. Dean Thomas is his like, and he's been his coach forever. No matter where he goes, he takes Dean Thomas with him. That doesn't mean that, like, like when he was at Duke Rufus, that doesn't mean that Duke Rufus wasn't work. But he just had Dean Thomas when he went to Thailand. He had, like, that's just his guy. That's his coach who puts his game plan in the play and stuff. So I have like multiple different coaches like that, and then I'll swing them in and out depending on if I go somewhere else and I work with somebody or whatever. Like I, I, I mean, I've worked with Duke Rufus before. I do want to work with him again. Uh, I like Henry Hoof's style as well. I really, I really, really like his style. And there's a couple other coaches that I'd like to like work with and stuff like that. So we'll see. Yeah, man. I want, uh, I want, it's I like Israel Science coach is good too. And I, yeah. I, I, I like, I like their style. At least Israel the Science style. I like his style. I don't know if that's his coach's style, but it's just him. Because like you know, I like think the it's other just guys, him. I think it's just yeah, him. Because if you watch the other guys, fight like that. They don't fight mm. with that irky jerky. Like I mean, they have Quake and Hooker mm. and Vanowski or whatever. What's his name? The featherweight. I fuck his name up. Is it Van- Volkanovski? Volkanovski. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like they don't. They don't really fight like Israel and the Science. So I mean, that that's more of. But still, like that coach obviously has some type of connection with him that he can bring out that style of fighting in him, mm. particularly and make it implanted into his game plan and stuff. So. So yeah, I mean, like. Like, you know, people always ask, like, well, what do you think about bigger coach, bigger gyms and stuff? I'm like, I just think bigger gyms are just more bodies. Mm-hmm. And if you're really at a big gym, there's like 80 fucking pro fires on the mat. How much special attention are you getting? You know what I mean? Like, how many, mm-hmm. how much one-on-one are you getting? Like, my coach, we have like like four, five other pro fighters and like six amateur fighters and stuff. And my coach comes in and he'll deliberately just sit there with me for two hours and we'll work on something. And I, I work twice a week with my other coach and my head coach will like take time away from his family. He'll come here on Sunday nights and we'll work for two hours. We'll drill the same shit over and over and over and over and over and over again. It's particularly just for me and specifically set for me. It's not like a group setting or anything. So, I mean, I think that's more, 
I think I get, because I'm at a small gym, like, I think I get the attention that, like, big guys get at bigger gyms. Like, John Jones coaches come with him, and they rep, they rep, and they rep. If you go down to Wrinkle John and you're not a big name, they're just going to put you in with the rest of mm-hmm. with the rest of the crowd until you, like, because they don't have time. They just don't have time. Like, I've been to big gyms and stuff. Like, you just don't, like, you don't have time to do pad work for 12 guys. Their, their arms would be dead. You know what I mean? Like, that's just not how it works. And then they have, the big coaches have to go corner people. You know what I mean? There's fights every week. Like, you're, you're on, I mean, I was just watching Duke Rufus. He's been gone for corners for every, like, week. Like, you know what I mean? So you're not really getting everything that you need. So technically, yes, you get to work with them, but in a smaller gym, you get more of that one-on-one connection. So, I mean, all, all big gyms start off as small gyms at some point, but then they just get popular and people come there. So. Yeah, it's like that uh, MasterCard or American Express commercial, priceless. You know what I mean? Like, getting that yeah. personal attention is... You can't replace it, man. And and it's working out for you, comma, man. You're doing your thing. Uh, you're going into this fight with a full head of steam, June 27th, UFC Fight Night, Las Vegas. Um, is this your first fight in Vegas? Yeah. First All fight right, in Vegas, man. yes. That's good. That's, That's good. That's hype. I'm super geeked. <laughs> yeah, man. It sucks. We're going to be on, like, lockdown. Like, we're going to get there. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, we're going to fight. Then they're going to take us back to our hotel. They're going to put us on an airplane in the morning. Like, I'm not, Vegas is kind of closed out anyway, so I won't really be able to get to go and see and do anything after my fight. I'll probably come back to the hotel, have a drink or something, and then that's about it. <laughs> All right. Well, man, I appreciate the time, as always, and uh, good luck on the fight. Good luck on, you know, your, your businesses, your family, man. Stay safe, and uh, we'll speak soon. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me on again, brother.